0: Chicago Bears overreaction Monday coming at you here live on YouTube. Welcome into Bears Now by Chat Sports. My name is Harrison Graham. We got a lot to get into here in just a few minutes on today's show. Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus, Chase Claypool, Tevin Jenkins. A lot to discuss. But before we do any of that, this one coming in from Mike Michael Horowitz. Horowitz. Boom! boom. Get the booms in the chat, Michael Horowitz with the $100 super chat and Rolly. This one came in before we even went live. Michael Horowitz, Michael a legend.
1: He a game early on Monday.
0: He gets a sticker here on the uh, Bears Now Helmet Hall of Fame. Let's go! Shout out to Michael Effing Horowitz, $100 super chat. You get on the Bears now Helmet Hall of Fame. There you are. I think he's got a couple on here now. But uh, anyway, Michael Horowitz bringing the heat. Get the booms going. Absolutely electric. Josh, Kelsey, Lucas, Wasim, Georgia, Harley. What a legend Michael Horowitz is. We'll go ahead and hit these other Super Chats as well. Thank you to Andrew. Trade back with the number one pick. Take Marvin Harrison, number two. Use the new picks for DL, defensive line, offensive line. Grab a safety and corner around four and five and take best available for the rest. So basically, Andrew, your strategy is keep Justin Fields, draft Marvin Harrison number two, trade that number one pick for a haul. I just, I don't think if they get the number one pick, they'll pass on Caleb Williams. Is it impossible? I guess not. But uh, I, I just don't think it's very likely. Tito, and today, $10 Super Chats are going to result in fireball shots from yours truly, so let me pour one out for Mr. Tito here. He says, listening to Flus Talk, literally makes my blood pressure go up. I feel like no one trusts him at this point. I say we give Fields another year. It'll kill me to watch him go somewhere else and be great, and I literally was talking about this with a couple guys in the office uh, earlier today, and it's been my fear for a while, and it continues to be, is that Justin Fields going somewhere else and tearing it up would just kill me. Because you see the talent. Yeah, he has to be more consistent. Yeah, he can't have turnovers late. But, like, you put a smarter coaching staff around him, a more stable organization, you could watch him blossom in this league. You really, really could. Tito, cheers. Appreciate it, my brother. Wasim with the 10 as well. That's another fireball shot. He says, FGB, F flush, Eber flush. Uh, F. getsy barely holding on with polls since he picked Flush and Valis in the Claypool trade. Flush isn't developing talent. Fields has to prove himself against a real defense. Absolutely. F- Fields, like, at this point and we're going to get into a question, like, he's got a lot to prove. Was yesterday a really good game for him and a step in the right direction? Yeah, it was. But I- I'm not going to say that game outweighed the first three weeks. Even if I do think the coaching's a big problem. Uh, another one from Wasim as I pour this one out for the 10. Roly, feel free to hop on screen and chime in here as Wasim says, Hope Roly is better after the Drew Holiday trade. Roly?
1: I am not. <laughs> so that's all I'll say about that.
0: Roly, for those who don't know, is a Miami Heat fan. So not only did they miss out on Damian Lillard, but apparently they made a big offer for Drew Holiday, and Portland traded him to Boston, which is a rival of the Miami Heat. And uh, Roly wants to uh, fight Joe Cronin now.
1: If I actually ever saw that dude in the street, I'd actually jump him. <laughs> and, and people might, like, think I'm doing a bit. I'm being dead serious. If I saw him, I would, like, actually press him.
0: <laughs> Marty Kay with the five. Joe Cronin's the Blazers. GM or owner? GM. GM. Uh, if the offense we saw in the first half is what we could consistently get, and that's what Getze has been trying to do all along, I'd buy into Getze. See, boy, here's the problem, Marty Kay. And it was more than the first half, by the way. It was Pretty much, it was almost three full quarters. The problem is, is even though Vance Joseph sucks, he made a minor adjustment. And Matt Ryan talked about this on the broadcast. It's called blitzing the boot. Getsy kept going to those boots, which were working early, and I appreciate him using more of those, but when a team adjusts, you have to counter. What he means is, is Vance Joseph basically started telling the edge rusher, rush straight up field. That way, if they run those boots... uh you're in Fields' face. Fields made a guy miss on that touchdown throw on the to Khalil Herbert on the goal line. They got away with it there. Getsy ran it again. He didn't have time uh, to get rid of it and uh, scoop and score. So that you got to counter adjust. I, I think that's been a big problem with this coaching staff is even when it does look good, even when their plan A actually does work, where is the plan B? Where's the adjustment? Doesn't seem to be there uh, for this team, unfortunately. So Uh, that is where that sits. Before we continue, do want to give our sponsor of the day some love. That is game time, the best place to go to buy tickets to your favorite sporting events and other things as well. Buying tickets to a sporting event, concert, comedy show, or anything else, it shouldn't be frustrating. It should be easy and painless. And with game time, it is. Game Time's goal is for you to have a peace of mind with your purchase and to help you save as much money as possible when buying your tickets. Whether you're going to a Bears game, an awesome concert, or any other event, Game Time wants you to have the best experience possible. And by the way, if you're looking for last-minute tickets, Game Time has the best deals for you. It's not challenging whatsoever. And yeah, I get it. The Bears stink right now. But if you want the best deals available, Game Time has you Covered. I got tickets last minute to go to the national championship game last year with Game Time. Literally two hours before kickoff, I bought my tickets, got them digitally sent to me. We were good to go. Use promo code BearsChat to get twenty dollars off. Uh when you download the Game Time app, go to your app store, download Game Time, create an account, and use code BEARSCHAT again. That's code BEARSCHAT after you download the Game Time app to create and create your account for $20 off your first purchase last minute tickets for the lowest price available guaranteed with game time. Go check out game time. Appreciate them for sponsoring today's show. All right, let's get the chat going a little bit here in a moment. Lucas praying first as media went after fluce today at his presser. They peppered him, man, and good for the Bears media. He had to answer strictly Chase Claypool related questions for about seven minutes. Um, I I I forget which reporter it was that had about a five or six question back and forth with him, but he hammered him. And uh, it, sh- it should have been because the handling of that situation, I talked about it on our video this morning, was just ridiculous. It, it, it doesn't have to be this difficult. Like, he just, he doesn't handle situations well. It, it, it's just absolutely absurd. So good on the Bears media for uh, getting out of it. Santi says Larry Borum was so shocking. Oh, and Lucas said at least the Heat have Jimmy Bucket. Emo Jimmy. Uh, roly official statement on Jimmy Butler's uh, look at media day today?
1: Uh, by this time next week, he will look like normal Jimmy Butler.
0: Well, yeah, he did this last year. He just likes to have
1: around and have fun. He was on actually an interview with um, Taylor Rooks and was just like, yeah, I just wanted to represent my emotions from the last week because I was angry oh. and then I was sad then I was excited and then sad again, but now I'm excited can't see it because i'm not smiling
0: he says they're they're gonna go through milwaukee and win the title hey listen
1: they've had milwaukee's number over the last four years they've had boss's number over the last four years yeah Yeah, absolutely. see see what happens so this is bear show
0: should the bears fire matt eberflus type f for fire or k for keep what say you what should the bears do with matt eberflus let us know in the comments of today's show Walter says F, Wasim, Ogden, Mike all saying F, Ron Winarski, Georgia Rebel saying F. Uh, John K says keep em, So does Nuke the Whale says keep them. Georgia says fire. I'd say it's about 90% fire. Fire that mofo from Psycho Bone. Larry says fire. Brandon and Brian say fire. Mike says fire. W or RW says fire. So does Jeremy S. Ray says fire. Fire the Three Stooges. It's ugly, man. It is absolutely ugly. I want to get to the live poll question as well real quick, uh, and then we'll jump into the latest Bears news and rumors here in just a moment. But um, just an interesting question I want to pose for you guys. And luckily you don't have to decide right now. But if you had to pick right now, not three months from now, today, and the reason I say that is because right now you have the number one pick, who would, who would you pick to be the 2024 quarterback? You're Ryan Poles. You pick Justin Fields would you pick Caleb Williams? And you can factor in everything. You can factor in getting a haul for training the number one pick. You can factor in you want to see Justin Fields with a different coaching staff. You can factor in everything. Uh, if you had to pick right now, what are you doing? Because there's a lot of things to consider. You could reset the rookie clock with Williams. Uh, rookie control for five years. Fields would be entering year four next year. There's a lot of things uh, at stake here. Ogden says Justin Fields. Caleb Williams from Viper. Paula says Justin Fields. Mike Nintendo. Ron, Nuke, and Wasim all going Caleb Williams. Uh, Ernest says Justin Fields. Anthony says Caleb Williams. Roel says Caleb Williams if his dad is cool with it. I, I'm just not buying that story. I'd
1: be typing my DMs.
0: Drake May. That's what Rolly's rolling with. Trade Caleb Williams. Trade or number, trade one, number pick one pick for a pick. haul. Draft Drake May number two.
1: Trade Justin Fields. Trade the number one pick for a haul. Take Caleb Williams. Or, excuse me, Drake May championships.
0: <laughs> Just an interesting 67% say Fields. I put this on the YouTube community tab, and it was closer to 50-50. So I also put it on my Twitter. So feel free to go vote over there at NFL. All right, couple super chats. Uh, then we'll get this thing popping here. Remember, $10 super chats. We're taking shots. Uh, I got the beer bong, too. 50 bucks. I'll rip some beer bongs. Why not? It's overreaction Monday. Bears are 0-4. Just got to have fun at this point. Shaq McNair, Jimmy Buckets looks like that one auntie that looks down on others and drives a Kia truck. It's Pretty good, Shaq. Pretty good. Daily basis, I still like fields, but it would be better for his career if the Bears traded him to a team like Atlanta. Mike Vick with even better athletic traits. See, dude, I would just puke if he went somewhere else and was awesome. Like, I, I could so see it happening, too. That's the disgusting part. What's up? Let's go. We're back, baby. We're back. You're ready for today's show to start. Hit that like button. Ooh, Lucas. I am
1: very disappointed in the like number today. Yeah,
0: 516 people watching, 73 likes.
1: That well, is bad.
0: That's just not what Roley's looking for.
1: You guys say, yeah, no more North Carolina quarterbacks. You guys drafted an Ohio State quarterback and thought he was going to be good. Ohio State quarterbacks stink. CJ Stroud might be the first good Ohio State quarterback ever. Hey, hey you calm
0: down over there.
1: I'm just saying. You guys want to go and slander the good name of North Carolina. Don't don't
0: blame Fields for uh, the Bears uh, screwing them, all right? Just saying. (laughs) No, I've made this point. You can't pass on Drake May because of where he went to school. If you don't like him, that's fine. But,
1: But I mean, no one is ever saying Drake May stinks. They're always just saying no more UNC quarterbacks. They're
0: scarred from Trubisky. They would have said the same thing if they drafted Shroud. You know that's true.
1: Drake May. Miles better than what Mitch Trubisky was yes, back I, then.
0: I agree. Miles. Which makes it even more ridiculous that Ryan Pace traded up from three to two to draft Mitch. <laughs> just just ridiculously absurd. We got to get to 200 likes. 158. Let's get to 200. Lucas Sprang here. Trade idea. We'll hit this in the mailbag too, Roly. Fields to Falcons at the deadline for a 2024 second and a 2025 fourth. I'll tell you what, Roly, you, uh, you help run our Falcons channel. You've kind of been in, on the page of. Fields in Atlanta would be fascinating. like
1: Bijan would have one hell of a one-two punch running in the backfield. I think
0: Arthur Smith could use him properly. Um, reminiscent of, obviously, Mike Vick playing there.
1: There's better – it's a better line He's in Atlanta. definitely better
0: than Desmond Ritter.
1: They, they, huh?
0: Ritter's brutal, dude. They're
1: both bottom five. Let's just say that.
0: Ritter is brutal. but Yeah, it's interesting, Lucas.
1: You guys want to slander North Carolina quarterbacks, by the way? There's going to be two of them starting this week. Take that one.
0: Yeah, Trubisky's probably going to start and Pitt. And who's the other one? Sammy. Oh, uh, Sam Howell. Yeah, Thursday night. How can yeah, I forget? Yeah, you guys are going to watch How North Carolina
1: f- quarterback. Fuck on the Bears this Thursday.
0: Roly is just – you know what? This is, uh, this is upsetting me, this energy right now. Isaiah says, is it feasible to trade fields? Yeah, here's the thing, Rolly. You don't really see those midseason quarterback trades very often. Like the Carson Palmer one years ago is one that stands out to Oakland. Um, I mean, yes, what, I am, Mike. What's a notable one that's happened?
1: Midseason.
0: I, I mean, the Palmer one's like the one I, I I can remember. For like someone to actually go start right away. Jimmy G. I'm, Baker last year, kind of.
1: Or did Jim, he get cut? Jim, Jimmy G in 2016. I think
0: Baker got cut actually. Yeah, Jimmy G.
1: Traded to San Francisco and started the last four or five games for them. He actually
0: didn't. They win like five in a row. They didn't They yeah. were undefeated with Jimmy G. Yeah. So it's not like there's no, no evidence of it happening. All right. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Lo- this
1: is a good comment by MVP, by the way. Only draft shooting guards from North Carolina. That's a good
0: one. Anti-rolly team from Steven. Lactara and Shambles.
1: Oh, they want me fired because I said I'm a North Carolina football trooper. <laughs> Sorry, that's my favorite college team. Eh,
0: that is a squad. That is a squad. Uh, all right, here's what's coming up live on the show. The latest Bears news and rumors. We have a Tevin Jenkins update. Got to talk more about Matt Eberflus in this Tev in this Chase Claypool situation. Plus, What is the future for Chase Claypool? Uh, I don't think it's in Chicago. I think that's pretty obvious. Live Q&A, we'll take your questions, hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions on the show. And Mock Draft Monday, might as well keep it rolling. The Bears have the top two picks in the NFL draft currently. We're just going to do a four-round mock today, uh, so stay tuned for that. All of that and more is coming up here on Chicago Bears Now. It's Chicago Bears overreaction Monday. My name is Harrison Graham. Welcome to Bears Now. Let's kick things off here. Chase Claypool, is he done in Chicago? Yeah, as the kids say, it's jover. Four smoking Jays on this one. Bear down. Uh it's it's over for Chase in Chicago. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, about that. Uh, I guess you can leave it in question for now because technically he's still on the roster but this is one of those 99.9 percenters and uh, that's four smoking J's for me. I mean Matt Eberflus today got peppered by the local media which he should have by the way for mishandling the whole Claypool situation yesterday. Uh, If you missed all that, go check out our video from earlier today. But Floos said Claypool will not be at Hallis Hall this week as they prepare for the Commanders. Obviously, he will not play on Thursday Night Football. He didn't straight up say he won't be back, but (laughs) when you have this quote from Matt Eberfloos when he was asked about the future of Claypool, he said, Ryan handles all the trades and transactions, and we'll decide that as we go forward. Of course, reports came out from Jordan Schultz and others that the Bears are trying to trade Chase Claypool for hopefully a fifth or sixth round pick. The Claypool experiment is over in Chicago. It's done. Uh, you, you took the L. It's, it, it's over with. So um, it is what it is, right? I mean, you, you look at how it's gone here. It hasn't been good. In 10 games, he caught 18 total passes for 191 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I think I tweeted this out earlier, and I'll say it again here. If you told me the worst case, if you came up with the worst case scenario after they traded for Claypool, I think Claypool and the bears managed to top it. I mean, there's just no way I would have thought it would have gone this poorly. It's just unbelievable. And, Fair or not, it's a stand on Ryan Poles as this team's general manager. There's a lot of blame to go around. I don't think Claypool ever fully bought in. I think he's been a problem in the locker room. Uh, I don't think the coaches used him properly. I do agree with Claypool on that when he was asked if he was used properly. I don't think he should have answered it the way he did, but I don't think they used him to his strengths, which has been a problem for this staff with several players. Uh, But this is Poles' worst move as general manager. I mean, there's just no doubt about it, and he's had some other questionable ones, but – This one, by far, I mean, you trade a second-round pick that you didn't know was going to be the number 32 pick at the time, but became that, which is a fringe first-round pick, is a first-round pick most years, for a guy who literally did nothing. You won zero games with him on your team. I mean, think about that. Uh, Just brutal. There's no way around it. Uh, You got fleeced uh, by Pittsburgh, and uh, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but uh, it is completely over, and Ryan Poles has to wear this one. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Now, here's the question. Pin comment on today's show, and after this YouTube ad break, I will give my thoughts on this, and we'll explore it more. Will a team actually trade for Chase Claypool? Type Y for yes, type N for no. Pen comment, go answer during this YouTube ad break, and when the break ends, I will give more thoughts on this. All right, so are the Bears going to be able to find a trade for Chase Claypool? I think he's done in Chicago. That's four smoking Jays. But an actual trade? I'm actually only going to go two. People are talking. I think it's possible. But, A, if you do find a trade, it's not going to be much capital at all. You're talking probably a conditional pick, sixth or seventh rounder, and certain incentives have to be met. Games active, stats, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, B, some teams, most teams around the league are probably like, well, we won't trade for them. We might sign them if you cut them, but uh, we're not going to trade for them. These are some teams that I've seen rumored, and I just think that could make sense. Carolina, there was a report that came out. They're looking for another weapon for Bryce Young. You obviously have that trade partnership uh, in place right now uh, with the DJ Moore trade, so maybe that something could happen there for a late-round pick. Two divisional teams. Green Bay pushed hard at the deadline last year for Claypool. The Bears ended up offering more. Uh, I think Detroit could use another receiver. Now, do you want to trade interdivision? I wouldn't be afraid of facing Claypool. Like If I can get any pick for him, I would take it, so I would trade him to Detroit or Green Bay. Kansas City Chiefs, they've had some problems at receiver this year. That's a team that gives guys second, third chances. If anybody could get the most out of Claypool, it's them. And then there was a report out there that Philadelphia could add another receiver. They take chances as well. Jalen Carter's worked out. Could it work out with Claypool there? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Howie Roseman loves uh, to roll the dice, and uh, I could see him uh, potentially considering this as well. Now, if I'm running a team, based on what I've seen in the last 11 months with the Chicago Bears, I would not trade for Chase Claypool. That's just me. Now, are there teams out there that might trade a conditional sixth or seventh? Yeah, I think I just listed a few that make some sense. But the guy has just not been a pro. It's be it'd be one thing if the production was just lacking, but clearly he's causing problems in the locker room. Otherwise, the Bears wouldn't take this stance four weeks into the season. So uh, I wouldn't make this move for Claypool. Uh, I, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt for last year, give him a chance this year, and. It just has not worked out, and uh, I think it's pretty clear that uh, he is hitting the road. Today's show is sponsored by Game Time. Get the best tickets for the best prices right now with the Game Time app. Be sure to download it today. Buying tickets for a concert, a comedy show. A sporting event or anything else, it shouldn't be frustrating, guys. It should be very easy and very painless. And with Game Time, it is. With other ticketing apps, not so much. Game Time's goal for you is to have a peace of mind with your purchase and to help you save as much money as possible when you purchase your tickets. Whether you're going to a Bears game, a Bulls game, an awesome concert, or any other event, Game Time wants you to have the best experience possible. And by the way, looking for last minute tickets? Game Time has the best deals. For you. If you want to go to Bears-Vikings in a couple of weeks, uh, you can do so. By the way, what's cool about the Game Time app, they'll show you exactly what your vantage point is, depending on the arena that you're purchasing in, stadium, arena, concert venue, whatever. You can see exactly what you're going to see when you actually get there. And that's critical, right? You don't want to have uh, some uh, you know, random thing in front of you, some kind of uh, blockage where you can't see the game. Uh, that's why they have these images on screen to show you exactly where your seats are. And what's cool about this deal is Promo code BearSCHAT after you download the GameTime app and create an account will get you $20 off. So here's what you do: download the GameTime app, create an account, and then use promo code BEARSCHAT when you sign off. You're gonna get sign up, you're gonna get $20 off your first order today. It's Game Time, last-minute tickets for the lowest price guaranteed with the Game Time app. All right, we continue here on Chicago Bears now over Reaction Monday. Tevin Jenkins, is he returning this week? I'll go three smoking J's. We don't know with 100% certainty at the exact moment of this filming if he will play on Thursday. But I do think there's a good possibility, and we're definitely trending that way, because Matt Eberflus announced that the Bears have opened Jenkins' practice window, which means they have 21 days to activate him off of IR. He is eligible to return from injury reserve this week because he has set out the first four weeks of the season, which short-term IR forces you to miss at least four weeks. Now, short week, Thursday night football, that could keep him out since he hasn't been able to practice up to this point, and obviously this week. You might have one light practice uh, leading up to Thursday night football, but I'll tell you what, Tevin Jenkins would provide a boost. There's no doubt about it. The offensive line has had issues again. Ike at times, it's been serviceable, um, but uh, overall, uh, you haven't gotten uh, uh, what we were hoping would be a much improved unit. Now, part of that is because of these injuries to Tevin Jenkins, Braxton Jones, et cetera, but um, getting him back would be big. Now, here's the question. As you look at the offensive line. Larry Borm at left tackle. Cody Whitehair at left guard. Obviously, Cody Whitehair at center. Where does Tevin Jenkins plug in? Obviously, the plan was for him to play left guard, and I think that would probably be what they do. So, okay, you plug him in there. Does Cody Whitehair go to the bench, or does he go back to center where he practiced all offseason, and you bench Lucas Patrick? Or do you consider playing Tevin Jenkins at left tackle, which the prior regime drafted him to be? Now, I've always thought he's better at guard. I, he's got He's right on the fringe of what you want your tackles to have in terms of arm length. Uh, but I think he is athletic enough to be a decent tackle. I think he's a better guard. But you just wonder if you're trying. The old adage, get your best five out there. Is playing him at left tackle getting your best five out there? Possibly. It's definitely a possibility. I thought Larry Borum struggled against Denver. But he played okay uh, in week three against Kansas City, but I did not think he was good this week. Had two brutal penalties, uh, got beat on multiple speed rushes. Um, It's tricky. I I don't think I would put Jenkins back out there at tackle because you've just moved him around so much already, Uh, but I do wonder what this Bears coaching staff is going to do with him because uh, uh, if you put him at left guard, you basically have to decide between Cody Whitehair and Lucas Patrick in terms of who's going to play at center. So what do you think? Will Tevin Jenkins play on Thursday night? Type P for play or W for won't. I could also see a scenario where he's active but doesn't start since he hasn't had the practice time and obviously coming off a short week, and then you got 10 days to prepare for week six. That could be a scenario as well. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, they got to activate him off IR first before uh, they do anything else. Speaking of Thursday night football, we will be live for a Bears versus Commanders watch party. Be sure to join us here on the channel. We'll go live at 6 o'clock Central Time on Thursday night. Kickoff, I believe, 7-15, 7-20 from FedEx Field. Can the Bears snap a 14-game losing streak? Well, they couldn't hold on to a 21-point lead against Denver. But you know what? Roley and I are going to be here and watch it along with all of you. So subscribe Turn on your notifications. We, of course, will see you every game day, including this Thursday night. All right. Continuing things here on Overreaction Monday. Did we just watch Justin Fields' best game ever? I think we did. Four smoking Jays, bear down, at least as a passer. I think that was very much on display. And I know what people are going to say. Denver, the late game turnovers, and that's all valid. But there were multiple, more than just a couple, several throws in this game where you're just like, that's a big boy. I don't care who you're playing against throw right there. There was a slant to DJ Moore where Larry Borum and, quite frankly, Darnell Wright too, completely just got beat on speed rushes. He stays in there and sidearm flicks about a 12-yard slant while getting cracked into a tight window right on the money. And there were five or six throws like that on this tape where you're just like, dude, like, yes, that's what we've wanted. Pulled the trigger. You've got the arm talent. You can do it. I mean, the numbers were very impressive: twenty-eight to thirty-five, three, thirty-five, four touchdowns. Uh, the late-game pick, which uh, both Cole Komet and Justin—they basically just said we weren't on the same page. Justin thought he was going to do one thing. Cole did the other, and uh, that's how that goes sometimes. Obviously, bad time to do it when you're down three and you're at about midfield trying to get into field goal range. Uh, but other than that, and obviously the the. Uh, play action boot scoop and score where he got rocked right after he turned on the play fake he played a damn near perfect game he was 23 of 24 to start with the one incompletion completion being a hail mary attempt I get it it's Denver I get it the way it ended is not how you want to but like can you mentally find a way to build off of this now I'm not going to go full Matt Eberflus and say we've got momentum let's go no you don't you don't have momentum you blew a big lead against a bad football team turnovers late defense fell apart like you don't have momentum but can you, when you the dust settles a little bit here, maybe by tomorrow, look at this and be like, there was a lot of really good stuff in here. Like, he played like a damn good NFL quarterback yesterday. Now, it's one game against a bad team. Can he do it again? Can he do it against Washington on the road on Thursday night with your backs against the wall again? You're under a lot of pressure to start winning games. If you can, that's, uh, that's some steps in the right direction. If not, if it's another setback game, then, well, this game against Denver probably doesn't end up meaning that much. If you're rooting for Justin Fields, I am. I'm going to root for him as long as he's here. Type JF1. Even if you're not a believer, I mean, you've got to root for the kid. I mean, he's playing as hard as he can. He's doing everything he can. Whether or not he's the long-term answer, that remains to be seen. My biggest fear is he goes somewhere else and lights it up because you see the talent. You just do. I mean, the physical tools are all there. JF1, if you're rooting for Justin Fields, I really hope. He can make this work. All right, guys, loaded show today. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. If you have any questions or just want to talk some ball, hit me up on Twitter, at HGramNFL. That is where you can find me on social media. Same handle on Instagram as well, at at HGramNFL. Buck Melanoma with a super chat here. Appreciate it, Buck. Shouldn't have replaced two shifty guys Shitty guys, I think is what you're going for, but YouTube would have blocked that. Named Ryan and Matt with two guys named Ryan and Matt, maybe, huh? Like dating a chick with your mom's name. Coop made this exact statement. One of our producers earlier today.
1: That's a tough thing to do.
0: That is pretty brutal.
1: I I just, I actually think all girls that have my mom's name is eliminated from dating contention.
0: Is it a standard name? Like, what's your mom's name? I don't want to. It's
1: actually not. It's Christine. Chris, so you don't meet a lot of that There's many girls. Christine there. is
0: not like an abnormal. But still,
1: man. like you just simply. So can't
0: if have you met app. the girl of your dreams, blind date, there is awesome date, but her name's Christine. You're out.
1: I think you have to. <laughs> Listen, it's just you don't want to. It just would be weird.
0: I get it. I get it. That's tough though, man. That would suck.
1: It would suck. <laughs> um, she could be a really good friend. What if you
0: were like, hey? I'm all in, but you gotta change your name. <laughs> would you, if you changed your name, would you be in? Yes. This is, this is this is the Latara hypothetical. This is the Latara hypothetical. As long as I
1: don't have to call you my mom's name. <laughs>
0: I will say you get to holidays and stuff and the family. Christine, yes, yes, that 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 would be brutal.
1: It's just a nightmare scenario. I don't want to do.
0: <laughs> Isaiah, I don't believe we have ever fired a coach mid-season. Could this be the year that changes? The answer is yes, they have never fired a coach midseason. I also think the answer is yes, that that could happen this year. You have a perfect opportunity if you lose at Washington on Thursday night. Mini by 0-5, 15 losses in a row, chaos inside the building. That's the perfect time to do it, if we're being honest. If you're going to do it midseason, you lose this week, the time is now. Like, when else is going to be a better time? I mean, you could wait till week 13 for your actual bye week, but why? And before anyone says, and people have been asking me, well, who's going to take over if you do that? Who cares? Jeff Saturday was on his couch last year, got called up by Jim Ursay and finished the season. He was a joke, but they were able to finish the season. Because, again, you're not making that decision to try and, you know, make the playoffs this year. You're 0-5. You're making that decision because you're sending a message, A, to other coaches on the staff, and B, to the fan base like, yeah, we're not going to settle for this crap. That's what you're doing. So, I I think it could happen. Um, if they uh, if they lose Thursday night, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Would I Would I predict it necessarily? No, because they've never done it. But Kevin Warren hasn't been here before either. I think that's a wild card in this whole thing. So keep those things in mind. If you're rooting for Justin Fields, get the JF ones going. We got the conductor John Brown done with it in there. We got another Josh, Anthony, Ryan as well, Febs, Daquan, Michael Ortman, Immortal, Jay and Dev. We got Davey, Wasim, custom name as well. Thanks to everybody for lighting up the chat. All 700 people watching right now, you guys are legit. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications. Rolly and I are here every single day here on Chicago Bears Now. And We go live every Monday, Thursday, and game day. And this week, by the way, since uh, we're live on Thursday Night Football as our game day, uh, we'll also be live on Friday. Uh, we'll go live Friday. It'll be overreaction Friday instead of overreaction Monday. So be sure to join us for that. All right, it's mailbag time. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions answered here on the show. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions in. Uh, Go ahead and load them up if you haven't already. Trade ideas, um, questions about the coaching staff, coaching replacements, whatever it is, we'll answer those questions here on the channel. So use hashtag Bears or super chat right now to get those questions in. Uh, let me see what he's got here. Yeah, we we, we can throw that in there. That's fine. Hit the uh, hit the hit the social first. Um get that trade in there too from earlier. Whatever super chat that was. That Falcons one. All right, hashtag bear super chat. Oh, let's get Pat Fitzgerald. Oh boy, here we go. Let's uh let's have some fun here on this mailbag video. Then after this mailbag, we will um pull this up real quick. Uh we will uh do mock draft Monday. Until further notice, uh we can do uh do, do a little uh a little beardy uh beardy action. Yeah. All right. Hashtag bear Super Chat. It is mailbag time here on the channel. This Chicago Bears mailbag is presented by Manscaped. Keep yourself nice and trimmed, upstairs, downstairs, everywhere with the best men's grooming products on the planet. It is Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code BEARS20. That's going to get you 20% off. My name is Harrison Graham. Time to answer your questions here on today's show. We kick things off with our good old pal F. Marsh. Is Matt Eberflus fired if the Bears lose on Thursday night football to the Commanders, he asks. I think it's got to be on the table, uh, F. Marsh. Um, listen, like, what are you waiting for? if you if you lose that game you would be 0 and 5 on the year at that point you're already 0 and 4 to start 2023 you would then be 3 and 19 you're 3 and 18 now uh, depending if it's a one score game you could fall to 1 and 9 in one score games that would be your 15th straight loss and then it would be quick math or 346 days without a win like why why wait like why freaking wait Uh, If you lose on Thursday, hell, I would have done it now. In fact, like part of me doesn't want to win on Thursday because that probably delays the inevitable, right? Like you win Thursday, you almost can't fire the guy after a win. So um, I think if you lose Thursday, you make the move Friday morning. Uh, Make John Hoke the interim or whoever. If you want to give it to Luke Getzey, I don't love that idea. But uh, if you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, And then you play the rest of the season out and uh, you, you get a head start on your coaching search. That's what I would do. Will they do it? I don't know. They've never fired a coach midseason, but Kevin Warren wasn't here before either. You wonder what he's thinking watching all of this unfold. What say you? Will Matt Eberflus be fired if the Bears lose on Thursday? Not what you want to happen. Predict it for us. Like, I want to know what you guys think because I'm not convinced it actually would happen because the Bears have never done it before, but I think it would be on the table. I think it's a real possibility. Type Y for yes, type in for no. Let me know what you guys think. Got a question from Lucas Prang. Appreciate the super chat. He says, trade idea. feels to the Falcons at the deadline for a 2024 second-round pick and a 2025 fourth. My first reaction is that trade package feels about right, especially if Fields plays pretty good football the next few weeks, if he can build off his performance against Denver and Put some things together I don't think he could play well enough over the next month to get a first round pick but I think a second and a day three pick is on the table I mean Trey Lance went for a fourth and he's basically never played uh, so I think fields uh, for for a day two pick and a day three pick could be uh, could be possible would I do it probably not uh, I would do this trade in the off season if you've decided you're moving on obviously uh, but uh, it, it's gonna be interesting I mean if this team's you know one and six one and seven hell over. Uh, Before the trade deadline, you wonder if everything's on the table for this football team. Christian, feel bad for Justin Fields. He has so much talent that's being wasted in Chicago. Yeah, look, I I think Fields has to wear some of the blame. Um, I don't think the development has been as fast as we'd hoped, and I don't think he's been consistent enough. But I do agree that I think he would have been much better in about 20 other cities in this league. I just do. I mean, the Bears have a track record of not developing quarterbacks. That is that is what they are known for, not developing quarterbacks. So, um, you know, I, I do think his full potential is not being reached largely due to being in Chicago. But I think some of that's got to fall on his shoulders, too. Like he's got to elevate. He's got to rise above the elite ones. Find a way. Maybe he can continue to play well after that Denver game. Sammy R, if we had to draft a quarterback like Bo Nix better, more on-field experience. I mean, look, will Bo Nix have more starts in his college career than Caleb Williams? Yes. But Caleb Williams will be close to a full three-year starter uh, after the season. He started half of 2021, uh, all of last year, and he's going to start all of this year, barring an injury. That's more than enough experience. What you don't want is to draft the guys who have played one year in college, uh, like Mitch Trubisky. Like, Trubisky, I think, would have been a much better pro had he stayed one more year at North Carolina. I don't blame him for coming out because he was number two overall pick. It's a lot of money. Uh, but uh, uh, Bo Nix, to me, is a day two guy. I don't think he goes first round. Uh, but if you do go the day two route, like, say you're still in between on fields, but you at least want to ramp up the pressure, then a guy like Nix on day two could be interesting. Crossover, Larry Boreham seriously made me want to not become a Bears fan ever again. All I want to for fields is to have a decent year and get two pretty high draft picks i mean that was the dream coming into this year and in some ways still is but zero four star and three of the four games for fields haven't been very good um that was the goal right is uh him play well and well you didn't want your own pick to be bad i mean ideally you would have at least had a chance in the month of december to flirt with the playoff spot that ship pretty much at sailed, barring a miraculous turnaround uh but uh you were hoping at least carolina's pick would be high Uh, obviously, and you could get a good player there, and you could still get another good player with your own pick. Now you're going to have two really high picks, and unfortunately, whether it's fair or not, that probably means you're moving on from Justin Fields. Could that change? Yeah, you still have 13 games to go here. But um, right now, I think uh, if you had to guess one way or another, you would say that the Bears are going to draft a quarterback. Now, what you guys should be drafting is the Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped because today's show is sponsored by Manscaped, who has stepped up from ball-o-ween to clean your face, the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit is what you guys want. We've been telling you guys about the Beard Hedger for a while. It's a premium beard trimmer, brand-new product in the last 12 months use code bears20 to get 20% off plus free shipping. This is the product I've been using for the last 9 12 months because I tried other beard trimmers and you know, I just I've always had trouble trimming my beard for whatever reason, you know, you get hair tug and it's just not, you know, a clean shave. Well, with Manscaped this product it absolutely is and if you get the full pro kit uh, you get the uh, conditioner, the shampoo uh, that you can put in your beard. You get the comb. You get the scissors. You get the brush as well. A couple of other products in there, and it all comes in one little kit for you guys. You can take it on the road. Goodbye to multiple guards. That's the best part about the Beard Hedger. You don't have to fill up your drawer anymore. You are You have one guard you put on there and a 20-rotary rotation device. Uh, regardless of how much you want to trim or not. The Beard Hedger from Manscaped, you are not going to regret it. Manscaped.com, use promo code BEARS20, and that's going to get you 20% off plus free shipping. Go check them out. If you're a beard fellow like me, you will not regret it. Link is in the comments and in the description. Troy Robinson, I think our defensive coordinator resignation will keep Fluss on for the year. Uh, If he gets fired, who calls the defense? This is the one thing that has been discussed you know, on Bears Twitter, et cetera, and that I've thought about as well. I still don't think it's a good enough reason to not make a move, uh, but it's a legitimate thing where, like, Al Williams is gone. If you fire Floos, someone's got to run the defense. Um, I've got to think John Hoke could do that. He's coaching this league for over 20 years. Dave Borgonzi could do it. He's been with Eberflus for several years now. He's the linebackers coach, going back to the Indianapolis with Flus. Someone can call the defense. It's it's Tampa two. It's four three. Like it's not complicated. That's the whole discussion, right? Like there's nothing complicated about it. So uh, someone can call the defense. Uh, could it could it get sloppy? Yeah, it's already sloppy. Who cares? Like that. That's kind of my when I, when I come back to it. When I hear all these, well, who takes over? Who this? Who does this? If it gets a little worse, does it really matter? It's already a disaster. like just get through the season and get a new staff in here for next year. The Gabo fire Matt get Lovey Smith for head coach give him uh, two times the normal salary. Uh, I love Lovey Smith, but it's over. We're, we're not going backwards. Um, if they wanted to bring him in if they fired flus to help you get through this season in some kind of role in some weird interim head coach situation, sure, long term. No. Like, Lovey has not been good since he left Chicago, guys. I love Lovey Smith, but that's just the reality of the situation. Mike Nintendo, would you draft Caleb Williams or Drake May? Uh, I mean, I I like both. If both are available, I'm taking Caleb Williams, but um, I like Drake May a lot. But if you get the number one pick in the NFL draft, it's going to be hard to say no to this guy. I mean, amazingly, he's putting up better numbers than last year. His completion percentage has jumped like 9%. Uh, he's only thrown one interception which was this past week against Colorado Uh, he runs when he needs to um, but he's always keeping his eyes downfield and yeah I got people hitting me up dude he's got eight seconds to throw and this and that yeah like in the NFL he's not always gonna you know be able to just buy a million seconds and throw the ball downfield but you still like guys who can create like that and he's pretty good from the pocket as well could he get better there yeah absolutely Every, no prospect is perfect, but uh, he is a dynamic playmaker, and uh, if you get that top selection, it's going to be hard to pass on this kid. Ken 1973, LOL, any one of us can call the defense? That's how bad it is. It's kind of my point, right? Like, can we literally call it? Probably not, but surely someone on that staff can, keep, can call the defense for 12 games if they fire him after Washington on Thursday. So uh, it's just not a good enough excuse for me. I, you know, I hear what you're saying. I understand what people say. Like, well, who takes over? Yeah, like, logistically, you have to figure that out if you're Ryan Poles or whoever makes the firing, but that's not a good enough reason. You got 20 coaches on staff. Somebody can do it for a dozen games. Subscribe and join us. It's going to be something to watch on Thursday Night Football. Can't believe they ran this game back, by the way, on TNF. Remember how brutal it was last year? Uh, Shout out Goodell for running it back. Uh, Rolly and I will be live 6 o'clock Central, 7.20 kickoff time on Thursday night. Can the Bears get a win? Could it be Maddie Refluse's last game as this team's head coach? I think everything's on the table. Hit that subscribe button and join us on Thursday night, 6 o'clock Central Time. Daquan Williams, why is the defense not forcing turnovers? What happened to the hits principles? Well, we've said it for a few weeks. It's the shits principles. Um, and by the way, I kind of poked fun uh, on hits uh, uh, on Twitter uh, on Monday. The top two highest graded uh, linebackers this year per PFF, Roquan Smith, Nicholas Morrow who played with the Bears last year. Uh, you trade a Roquan. Morrow was not good here. Uh, and look, Morrow's not the second best linebacker in the NFL, but it's just kind of comical, right? It's so typical. In his career, the worst year of his career is with the Bears. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Uh, but uh, And I kind of just said, the hits just keep on coming for the Bears. Yeah, the hits principle sucks. DC Viper, if you draft Caleb Williams, do you draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Joe Alt or Dallas Turner with their uh, second first round pick. Um, if you're picking in the top five, I think that's a little rich for Dallas Turner right now. Joe Alt, maybe I like Olu Fashanu better, the Penn State left tackle, but Alt's a stud too. The Notre Dame tackle's legit. Um, the idea of pairing a legit tackle with Darnell Wright is starting to intrigue me. You gotta get better in the trenches. And I like Braxton Jones, but he's on IR with a neck injury. I don't think we really know what's going on there. Hopefully it's not serious, but Maybe he can kick inside. Worst case, he's your swing tackle. Like, if Braxton Jones is your swing tackle, you feel damn good about that because he's played some good football. So uh, I just am growing on the idea of if you can have those bookend tackles for the next, you know, seven to ten years, uh, that's pretty appealing to me. A couple more here. Davey Strabb, right? Jim Harbaugh, blank check. Uh, they said no to that idea last time. That was the big rumor that Harbaugh would have done it, but he wanted uh, player personnel control and he wanted major money. You want to uh, give those two things up. If you do, what does that mean for Ryan Poles? I don't know. Uh, I don't think they would give up player personnel to a head coach, but point check if, uh, you know, it's not my money. <laughs> I would take Jim Harbaugh. He's definitely better than what you got. Speaking of what you got, who you got on Thursday night football, type CHI for the Bears, WAS for the Washington Commanders. Who do you guys think wins on Thursday night? Bincy Beast, uh, Sanders or Ewers? Uh, Shador Sanders or Quinn Ewers? I like Shador right now. I do think there's a good chance he goes back to Colorado, though, for another year, gets another year of Power 5 college football uh, experience. That would be his fourth year of playing in college, by the way. Two years at Jackson State, two at Colorado. That would be a ton of valuable experience. Uh, Quinn Ewers is more of a traits guy. Uh, cannon for an arm, pretty mobile. Yeah. <sighs> I need more consistency there. I want to see how he plays the rest of the season. Uh, I would lean Shador because he's much more accurate, uh, in my opinion, than Quinn Ewers right now. But uh, I think both would probably go in the first round if they both come out. Colin Cameron and Bill Belichick as head coach. Can we bring Lovey back? I mean, Colin, Grandma and Grandpa here? Uh, You want to go Bill Belichick if the Patriots move on. By the way, that would be such a Bears move. And look, Belichick, you know, he's the GOAT. He's not whatever. He's top two, three coach of all time. He's probably still the GOAT, if we're being honest. But like, could you imagine if Robert Kraft forces him out and the Bears are like, oh my God, this guy's available. He's the GOAT. Let's bring him in here. That would be terrible. You can't... No. That's like that's like uh, when they brought in John Fox, who was like half retired, and he was like, wait, you are going to give me like $20 million? Okay. Now, Bill Belichick's much better than John Fox. That's not what I'm trying to say. Producer Rowley, who's a Patriots fan, he's even chuckling right now. He wants him out. He wants him out of New England. Like, do, No, do not hire 71-year-old Bill Belichick if he becomes available. And Lovie Smith, like that shit, it's over. That ship has sailed. Augustine, how high would you have Ben Johnson on the candidates list? Very high. Top three. Maybe one. I don't know. He's up there, man. He's reinvigorated um, Jared Goff. That offense is fun to watch. I know David Montgomery is not running for five yards per carry, but he's using them properly. Ground and pound behind that offensive line. They're doing some good things up in Detroit, as much as it hurts to say. Appreciate all the questions here on this mailbag video. If you didn't get your question answered, you can ask me on social media, at HGramNFL on Instagram. Same handle on Twitter. I'll catch up on some DMs, and uh, we can talk some ball over there, at HGramNFL. All right, who you got? Who you got? Ken 1973 sent in a 10, by the way, so I'll take a shot for that one. Cheers. Cheers to that. By the way, we're 20 bucks away from 200. Beer bongs are 50, but if we cross 200, I'll take one down. I'll take down a beer ball. Up to you guys. Up to you guys. Uh, William says Chicago. Kyle Ware says Washington. Larry says Washington. Colin says Chicago. Hire John Fox. Absolutely not. Eric B. he's up there for me. He's top five right now, probably. Get a good look at Eric Bienemy this week. I mean, really, I mean, more on the could you fire fluce? If Eric Bienemy. Outcoach is Matt Eberfluss, offense versus defense this week. I mean, it's just more evidence, right? More evidence. Andre says Washington. Wasim says Washington. Lori Lightfoot for head coach. I don't think that's happening. I think I'd rather keep Flus. Uh Lenny says Eric Bieniemy. Ben Johnson, head coach. Lincoln Riley is OC. Guys, <laughs> I'm going to say this nicely a college football head coach at a top 10 historic program like USC. Is not leaving that post to be an NFL offensive coordinator. He might he he would maybe not leave that to be an NFL head coach. Like it, it, it's just not happening. People don't realize like these these premier college jobs are more valuable than most NFL jobs. Believe it or not. Now they're more work because you have to recruit. It's like two full time jobs. You have to coach and recruit NFL. You, you, obviously, it's a busy job, but it's more about coach coaching. But the USC head coach would not leave to be an NFL OC under any circumstance. There's just no way that would ever happen. So just want to be clear on that. He's making $100 million, He's never leaving. You never know. You could say, hey, bring your boy Caleb Williams. He can be our head coach. I think it would be appealing. I don't know if he'd do it. And that's the thing, too. We've got to keep that clear. Even if you wanted Lincoln Riley as your head coach, he may not do it. Teams have expressed interest in the past. He hasn't made the jump. I don't know if he's been offered, but I know he's, there's been interest from the NFL. There absolutely has. All right, one more segment to go as we keep things rolling here on our live show. Chicago Bears now. Uh, we've got um, mock draft Monday. Bears mock draft 2.0. We're already at 2.0, and we're barely into the month of October.
1: We might have a second mock draft this week.
0: Friday. I mean, we no. might run it back.
1: I gotta wait till Monday to see where we stand. Again. I'll
0: be honest, Roly. It feels weird saying this because you don't like calling for people's jobs; it's their livelihoods. But Matty loses millions of dollars. He'll be okay.
1: DCX viper if, if they
0: lose down, Thursday okay. and fire him Friday, the Friday live stream is gonna be electric.
1: Oh, it's gonna be fun. It
0: could be. Uh, it could be. Could be generational stuff. So
1: I mean, I, I really do feel Harrison that the move will be made.
0: So you're in the camp of, like, you're in the camp, to be clear to the audience, you think they should do it, but you're also in the camp of, if they lose Thursday, you think they will
1: do it. Yeah, no, I've been in the camp that they should fire him since last week's debacle Yeah, and the blowout against Kansas City.
0: Now you got this Claypool bullshit. Yeah, like, you you blow that, a big lead. I think lead. that
1: really is the final straw, and then you add in, actually on the field, you lose or you blow a 21-point lead in the second half. If you Basically lose, just the fourth quarter. <laughs> if you lose to a commander's team, which I would say on paper coming into the year, the Bears were expected to be significantly better than.
0: I don't know about significantly. That commander's defense on paper is pretty damn good. But, like,
1: no one expected the commanders to be – No. Like, they're Bears.
0: much better coached. That's obvious. Yeah. Like, at best, overall, on paper, they're slightly But I will
1: double you. down and say, obviously, I don't know anything – when it comes to actual like sources, blah, 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 But if I but I if I had to just put money on something, I would bet that they fire Iberflues if they lose on Thursday.
0: There's just too many reasons to do it. Yeah. Get a head start on the coaching search. Get, start figuring out what you're thinking in the draft next year. Like there like you gotta like you're 0-5 at that point. Peloose isn't the guy. Like the wheels start turning toward 2024 very quickly. Very quickly. So, All right.
1: I saw a like, comment from Prune Juice significantly. Um, did people not have aspirations for the Bears to make the playoffs this year? Yes or no? Yeah. I I don't think,
0: like, it no, was a common here, thing.
1: I just want to finish. Okay. The answer was yes. Yes. People I thought that is a possibility this season.
0: Yeah, a possibility. When
1: you looked at the outlook of the Washington Commander season, yeah. no one expected them to make the playoffs. Is it because of the vision? Yes.
0: That played a role. But yeah. you
1: have a team in Chicago that people thought, hey – There's an avenue. Third year for Fields, they can make the playoffs. No one really put that in the cards for Washington. So, yes, I do think the expectations for Chicago were significantly higher than Washington. And take Washington out of it.
0: They were not (laughs) projected to go 0 4, lose their defensive coordinator, kick Claypool off the team, and potentially fire their head coach within the first month. No one saw this coming. Like, this is a debacle, guys. Like, seriously. Like, this is an absolute dumpster fire of a first month of a season. Think about everything that's transpired. You get blown out by your rivals at home, who, by the way, have not looked that good in their other three games in the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you uh, lose at Tampa Bay. They're 3-1, and one okay. You were kind of in that game. It's not the worst thing ever, looking back at it. Uh, but you turn around, you've got the Allen Williams saga. Still, we don't really know what happened there, which is fucking weird, if we're being honest. Um Eberflus takes over on defense. The defense still sucks. You get blasted in Kansas City. Your head coach says, hey, we're close after losing by 31 points at Arrowhead Stadium. You actually come out and play pretty well against Denver, get up a 28-7 lead, and then you blow that. And then you've got this Claypool debacle on top of all of it. That's all happened in a month. That's that's, that's not normal, even for this franchise. It's really not. So there's, there's, there's just no way to... Uh, sit here and act like, oh, it's not that shocking. I mean, I get it's the Bears. It can always get worse, but all that in a month? I don't think anybody signed up for that. I don't think anybody signed up for that. All right. Mock Draft Monday coming at you. Give me just a sec, Rolly. Hannah just called me. I gotta make sure it's nothing serious.
1: Everything
0: good. And uh, we will hop into this mail, or uh, this mock draft here. Here we go. Bears, top two selections what do I do? Break it down next. I can't believe we're already on Chicago Bears Mock Draft 2.0, but welcome to the Bears experience. You're watching Bears Now by Chat Sports. I am Harrison Graham, and you got to do another mock draft this week as the Bears currently hold the top two picks In the 2024 NFL Draft, the Bears are 0-4, the Panthers are 0-4, only winless teams. So that means you got the top two picks right now. Uh, And before we jump into this mock, because obviously when you have the number one pick, drafting Caleb Williams is the common uh, result, right? I want to ask you guys, though, before we dive in, if you had to decide today, not three months from now after the rest of the season plays out, today, who do you want is the Bears' 2024 quarterback, if you could choose? type JF for Justin Fields, or type CW for Caleb Williams. You got to make the call right now. Go ahead and make your pick down in the comments section. Okay, let's get into my mock draft 2.0, and my answer essentially right now is I got to go Caleb Williams, and there's a lot of factors, and let me just first say this. I'm rooting for Justin Fields as much as anyone else. I feel like I've been very clear on him. I think his talent is very good. I think he can be a franchise quarterback in this league, but... He's been inconsistent and fair or not with the coaching, the external factors, all that stuff. Um, there are reasons why you would move on, especially if you get the number one pick. He played awesome against Denver. If he can do, you know, similar stuff to this the rest of the season, the conversation could shift. And look, you would think you'd win some games in that scenario and maybe you don't get the number one pick. Now you still might get it because of Carolina, uh, but uh, long way from that happening, right? We're four games in. He's played one really good game, one so-so game, and two bad games. That's kind of what it is. So when you think about it here, the reason I'm going Caleb Williams, here's the reality. If the Bears land the number one pick, that likely means you get a new coaching staff. You're going to give Justin Fields a third coaching staff to work with. That's pretty rare for a quarterback on a rookie contract. Resetting the clock on a rookie quarterback as well, just from a cap situation standpoint, you could start with Caleb Williams on a rookie quarterback deal, cheaper contract for up to five years versus Justin Fields entering year four, and then if he balls out, you got to pay him big money, which you'd be happy to do if he balled out. But the timeline could make sense if you're resetting with the coaching staff and potentially even the general manager. Caleb Williams is a generational talent. Uh, he's up to his accuracy this year to almost 75%. That's up from 65-66 last year. He's thrown one interception this year, 21 touchdowns. He runs when he needs to, but when he escapes the pocket, he's always keeping his eyes downfield. Now, some of these plays where he holds the ball forever, you're not going to be able to do that in the NFL, but you can do some of that. We see quarterbacks in this league do some of it. The league is embracing guys like this more and more, and look, I'll be honest. I'd be shocked if they passed on Caleb Williams if they landed the number one pick. I just would. Again, fair or not to Fields. I am one of the biggest Justin Fields fans out there. I've been pretty clear about that on this channel, but we got to address the situation in reality, in terms of reality, and I think that's reality. If you get the top selection, that would mean back-to-back drafts of getting the number one pick. That almost feels like a sign. Hey, take the best quarterback available. This year, that is Caleb Williams. If you want more Bears mock drafts, prove it to us. Hit that subscribe button. If you guys keep tuning in and liking these videos and uh, love uh, these draft uh, coverage uh, and this content here on Bears Now, hit that sub button. Show the bosses that we can do more draft content uh, moving forward. All right, with the number two pick, da-da-da, da da trade alert. I think if you get the top two selections, taking a quarterback number one and trading the number two pick could very much be on the table. The Las Vegas Raiders come calling. They move up from three to two. I get the third pick, obviously, the number 35 overall pick, so early second-round pick and a third-round pick in 2025, which that's a pretty good haul moving down just one selection. But in this draft in particular, I would ask for a lot, even just to move down a slot here. Because think about it. Caleb Williams is already off the board. Drake May's is a clear QB, two, And then it's a drop-off. Who's the third QB in this draft? Does Shador Sanders come out? Maybe he might go back to Colorado. Is Quinn Ewers a guy that's going to go top two or three? I doubt it. Michael Penix is good, but that high? Eh. I think I would be asking for a lot if I was Ryan Poles or whoever the GM is, probably Poles, but we don't know for sure. Uh, you move down a spot, you get an early second, get a third next year, that's pretty good, and you can still get a player that you want here with the number three overall pick, Olu Fashanu, the left tackle for the Penn State, Nittany Lions, him and Joe Alt are the top tackles right now. I like Fashanu a bit more because he's an excellent pass protector, excellent pass protector, and especially if you draft a guy like Caleb Williams or keep Justin Fields, mobile quarterback that likes to buy himself some time. You want someone who can protect the quarterback. And look, the Bears have got to improve in the trenches on both sides of the football. My last mock draft, I went Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm still very much open to that idea. But the idea of pairing a left tackle with Darnell Wright, who's your right tackle for the foreseeable future, is growing on me by the day. I think in this league, you got to play inside out. You got to build the trenches up uh, and be competitive in those areas. And the Bears are just not. They have a below average offensive line and a pitiful defensive line. Get a big time left tackle in here to pair with Darnell Wright. What does that mean for Braxton Jones? I still think he could be the long-term left tackle. I like Braxton Jones. I think there's a ceiling there. I don't think he's ever going to be an all-pro, whereas Fashanu has that potential. Uh, But, we don't know what's going on with Braxton. He's on IR right now with the neck injury. We don't know if that's a short or long-term injury. Uh, could he kick inside and play guard? I think he's talented enough to do it. Worst case scenario, if he does get healthy, is he's your swing tackle. He took him in the fifth round. That's a pretty good result uh, for a guy coming out of Southern Utah, and guess what? He's got a lot of playing experience. So if for some reason Fashanu wasn't quite ready as a rookie, you could still have Jones be in there and be your left tackle. The idea of Olu and Darnell Wright that's a nice offensive tackle duo, man. You it, Assuming Olu doesn't bust, I've seen enough from Darnell Wright where I don't think he's going to bust. It's unclear how great he'll be, but he's been pretty good so far. Uh, you could have an awesome offensive tackle duo for a very long time, and that has not been the case in Chicago for years, for a very, very long time. So that idea is growing on me. You trade down a spot, you still get them. Uh, I think that's uh, a very, very uh, realistic scenario that I would like to play out. Now, maybe you would rather go Marvin Harrison Jr., and I'm fine with that pick for the, re- for the record. I mean, Caleb Williams, MHJ, that would be a lot of fun. Who would you rather have, though? If You can only have one of these guys. Type Olu for Olu Fashanu. Type MHJ for Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd be content either way. The building up front is something that's very appealing to me. Round two, pick number 33, Mason Smith, the defensive tackle out of LSU, and that is the correct spelling. Two A's there for Mason Smith. And a quick little scouting report from Dane Brugler of The Athletic. He says he's a 300-pounder who can eat up or push through double teams with the quickness off the ball to be a pass-rushing threat. Smith is the latest in an ever-growing line of skilled interior defensive line players with freaky athleticism. 6'6", he's about 310, 315 pounds. This could be your three technique very possible. I know the Bears just drafted Zap Pickens and Jervon Dexter, but if you don't see great progress from them, doesn't mean they can't be part of your future, but if you think a guy like Mason Smith can be a plug-and-play day one starter and productive there, that would be hard to pass up because, again, you've got to get better on the trenches. you got no game wreckers on your defensive line right now. None. Gannick Ngakwe is a solid veteran. He's not a game wrecker, and I think what we've seen through four games is if he's your top defensive lineman, that's not ideal. He's a good he's a good number two. Like if you have a good interior guy or if you have another edge rusher that takes on double teams, he's pretty good. But I think teams right now they're just they're just locking Yannick down because no one else can win one on one battles. You have two sacks in four games, so I think that's pretty clear. Uh, you plug this guy into the middle of your defense. He tore his ACL last year, so you'd have to see the medicals. But had four sacks as a freshman, off to a good start this year. So uh, I would be very interested in Mason Smith in that late round one, early round two range. Uh, for this defensive line today's show sponsored by game time concerts sporting events comedy shows much more get the best tickets at the last minute as well for the best prices available with game time buying tickets to a any event well it shouldn't be frustrating it should be very easy and very painless with game time it is GameTime's goal for you is to have a peace of mind with your purchase and to help you save as much money as possible when buying your tickets. Whether you're going to a Bears game, a Bulls game, a concert, or any other event, GameTime wants you to have the best experience possible. And by the way, looking for last minute t- tickets, they have flash sales all the time. GameTime has the best deals for you. I went to a TCU game last fall, literally the day of. I was like, you know what? I woke up, Kansas State night game. I was like, this is going to be a fun game. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get tickets, though. My, my normal ticket hookup uh, for TCU fell through. So I went to the GameTime app, and I used promo code BEARSCHAT, got $20 off my first purchase there, like you guys can as well. And I got into the stadium, no problem, no harm, no foul. Day of. You can do it hours before. I've told you guys the story of the National Championship game at SoFi Stadium. Myself and our bosses, game time, two hours before kickoff, bought four tickets, no problem. Promo code BEARSCHAT gets you $20 off, so all you got to do, Download the GameTime app. The little icon in the bottom left sco- corner, that's how you know it's the right app. Uh, download GameTime, create an account, and then use promo code BEARSCHAT. That gets you $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets for the lowest price guarantee with GameTime. Go check them out today. Here's the first pick where some people might be like, huh, this is kind of interesting. Jatavion Sanders, the tight end out of Texas. He's been getting late round one, early mid round two buzz. Yes, I know you've paid Cole Komet. Yes, he just came off probably the best game of his career, 85 yards, whatever it was, two touchdowns. I like Cole Komet a lot. But I also know in today's NFL, two tight end sets are very popular. You look at a lot of the top offenses, they run a lot of multiple tight end sets. They do. And Jatavion Sanders is an absolute freak with the ball in his hands. You look at his last two seasons at Texas, last year in 13 games, 54 catches, 613 yards, five touchdowns, average of 11.4, which is really good for a tight end. How about 21.4? I know it's a smaller sample size early on this year, but after the catch, this kid is special. 13 catches, 278, and a touchdown. To me, this is Evan Ingram with better hands and a better blocker. He's not a great blocker, but he's serviceable there. He's gotten better this year in that area. Uh, Evan Ingram can't block at all. This is Evan Ingram on crack. That's what Jatavion Sanders in. He can work the seam. He can play big slot. They will. Texas lines him up on the outside against smaller corners, then he'll just post up. I mean, he is a mismatched nightmare. And can you imagine scenarios where him and Komet are on the same field at the same are on the field at the same time. You got DJ Moore split out wide. Maybe Darnell Mooney's back here as your number two receiver, or maybe you draft another receiver uh, on the outside as well. I mean, that's that's pretty appealing to think about. Is it a top need? No, but could it really open your offense even more? I mean, you know what's kind of weird. His his skill set as a receiving threat is kind of like Chase Claypool, but a lot better, and he's not a head case. It's kind of similar. It really is. I like Jatavion Sanders a lot. I think he can be really good uh, for this Bears offense. I think I took him last week. I'll take him again here. Cedric Van Pran, first pick of the third round. He's second, third-round guy. Uh, could be the best center in this draft. And I made this point last week. No more Band-Aid centers. It's time to find a long-term solution there. Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, who have – course, is actually playing pretty good in Baltimore right now. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. Find a long-term solution. I think Cedric Van Prant could be that guy. Uh, In five games this year, PFF grade 77 overall. His pass blocking is 81, run blocking 73. No penalties. Uh, He's just solid, man. He's solid. And if you do keep the same offensive scheme, which who knows at this point, uh, I think he fits it pretty well. He's mobile. He can move. Uh, he's, I think he's 6'5", 3'10", so he's athletic enough to do it. Um, I, I, I like this kid a lot. I liked Linderbaum. They didn't love him as a scheme fit, but I, I just like the idea of getting a center long-term, and especially if you're also drafting a quarterback, get a guy that can grow with your quarterback, whether it's Justin Fields or whether it's Caleb Williams. I don't really care uh, in terms of that, but I just want someone to be here long-term at that position. I'm tired of wondering who the center is going to be, not only every year, but uh, from week to week sometimes. Should the Bears draft a center next year? What do you guys think? Type Y for yes, or you can type in for no. Put your GM cap on for me. Y for yes and for no. Should the Bears draft a center next year or not? Fourth round picks here. We're doing a, just a four-round mock today. A lot of these mock draft simulators today, I use PFFs. You get later into the draft, it's just wonky. They haven't done their prospect rankings yet. So four rounds today, Mohamed Kamara, if you guys watched that Colorado-Colorado State game, this guy dominated the game, literally. He had Shadur Sanders running for his life. He is the real deal. I think he could go day two. Uh, But with him being at CSU, he could slip to day three of the draft. He's a really talented pass rusher that I think could be a rotation guy right away. Tyleek Williams, uh, the defensive tackle out of Ohio State, more of a bruiser compared to Mason Smith. He's like 325, 330. Uh, He could rotate in at that one tech spot. I like Andrew Billings. We'll see if they bring him back. But similar skill set there, run stuffer who can uh, occasionally get after the passer. Also, again, trenches, trenches, trenches. That is where the Bears must improve. So just recapping these selections real quick, my Bears mock draft 2.0, four-round mock today. Uh for now I gotta go Caleb Williams if you have the number one pick. I just think it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. Olu Fushanu, after trading down one spot, picking up an extra second, uh, and a also a pick uh in next year's draft. Mason Smith uh as well. Jatavion Sanders, and then Cedric Van Pran, uh the five selections here uh in the first uh three rounds. And then uh, Muhammad Kamara and Tyleek Williams, a couple of defensive linemen uh, to add into the mix. So um, I like what I did. It's early in the draft process. Improved the trenches. Caleb Williams, Fashano, fun player in Jatavion Sanders. Again, if you want more mock draft coverage, uh, hit that subscribe button here on the channel. Uh, Mock Draft Mondays might be a new movement here on Chicago Bears now.